I have received it. I have it all. I haven't missed a thing. Today, a part of it will be set ablaze. I'll never be the same. Slap that beside you and punch with somebody. Get somebody's attention and say, you'll never be the same. Then say, we'll never be the same. In Jesus' holy name. And the church said, amen. And amen. Give God a good hand clap this morning. Amen. I see conviction all over a few people this morning. And that's all right, too, as well. Amen. If you have your word, turn with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 24. I promise I won't be here with you too long this morning. I don't intend to do so. The Lord has told me to come and bring you a message and a word from the Lord this morning. But in order to do so, I do have to come forward. It's over there. Oh, you got it. I have to bring forward some teaching to be able to give the word. And you need to be grateful that God is still speaking to our church. Amen. Amen. There will be a ladies meeting on the 24th of July. That's going to be next Saturday, I think it is. Is that right? At 1030 a.m. here in the fellowship hall. You are invited to come. If you've never been a part of the assembly or part of the ladies ministry, make sure you come. They need all the help that they can get. Amen. And also prayer this Thursday will be done here at the church 10.30 a.m. All of you that can come and do so. I know some of you may be working. If you're not able to come, we certainly understand that. But if you're able to come, come and join Sister Betty and Janice, uh, Tina, a few others. Come support the, the, the prayer because, you know, it don't matter what all we do here in the church. It's prayer that's going to cause it to happen. Thelma's right. been very faithful to be at almost every one of those I appreciate those folks that are praying for us. Amen. Amen. It is because of them that we are able to bring the word that we're able to bring. And we have such an open line from heaven to be able to speak to you personally. And that prayer service does a lot for you while you're there. Amen. Amen. Immediately after service today, we're going to put two or three people up under the water. and uh, They're going to have a, a... public testimony that Jesus now is their Lord and their Savior in their life. And we're glad for that. Give God a good hand clap of praise for that. For those of you that are candidates for baptism, let me say unto you today that what you do when you do that is it is symbolic of a death. That you are testifying out to the world that when you go down in the water, the old man that was attached to you by the birth of Adam dies out and is left in that water and comes back out a brand new creature. Every demonic devil that has ever bothered you in your life is left in that other world. You come out in a brand new birth into a new kingdom. You come out a brand new birth going down in one family, so to speak, and come back out in a brand new family. You are a brand new creature, a creature that God will be able to use and you are saying to the world i am immersing myself and my mind in the kingdom philosophy of the kingdom of god and in doing so that means that you're going to think different you're going to act different and you're going to do things in a different priority than you've ever done it in your life before and that heartfelt testimony to jesus that heartfelt testimony to our heavenly father allows him to have an open heaven to you so that you can have his presence with you on a daily basis 
You can have his voice speaking to you on a daily basis, and he can use your vessel as he sees fit to use your vessel. So it's not a, just a small thing for you to get baptized. It is a big thing. So I do want our church to give the candidates for baptism today a real good hand like you mean it this morning. Amen. We're going to be in Genesis chapter number 24 this morning. Then I'm going to go over and I'm going to read to you Psalm chapter 119. You wouldn't think that this goes along together. Psalm 119 is the longest psalm that there is in the Bible. And it's written by the Hebrew alphabet. Certain stanzas like ABC is written under that. And the part that I'm going to read to you today is the word or the letter in the Hebrew, Gamel. It's going to really mean something to you as you go forward because the letter Gamel really has a spiritual meaning to us. And then we're going to finish in Isaiah chapter number 60 this morning as I read. So you find that for me, Genesis chapter 24, Psalm chapter 119, and Isaiah chapter number 60. I want our church to continually to pray for all of our people in the church that is just flat right out lazy when it comes to Sunday morning. You know, we've got 40, 50 people that come to this church on a regular basis, and sometimes we have 60, 70 when everybody comes. But it seems like that Sunday morning is a time when everybody wants to sleep in. Undoubtedly, and I'm going to put it to you like this, and I'll preach this gospel to you. Undoubtedly, the partying on Saturday night is too intense, so you can't come party in the house of the Lord on Sunday morning. Undoubtedly, half of them still got a hangover in the morning because they can't get up out of the bed. Undoubtedly, last night they were drinking and having them a good time or... Either they don't really know the God that I know because the God I know gets you up and says it is your requirement to be in the house of God. Amen. I believe today that God, you're going to, a lot of people are going to pay for missing church because there are things that only you can do here in this church. Amen. Amen. Now I want you to look at that person right beside of you and say, are you alive today? Because the pastor is really doubting that. Smile at me over here if you're alive. Okay. Genesis chapter number 24. This is a prophetic word from the Lord to you. We're going to start reading at verse number 10. We're going to read through 10 and 13, and we'll skip around just a little bit. But God wants me to give you a word today. I am not really going to preach. I'm just going to give you a prophetic word. I want to know how many of you is ready to receive a prophetic Amen. word. Amen. Amen. It said, and the servant took ten camels. Everybody holler out and say camels. Mm -hmm. Boy, come to church to talk about camels. What in the world? This boy done gone crazy up here. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed, for all the goods of his master were in his hand. And he arose and he went to Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening. Even the time that when women went out to draw water. And he said, O Lord of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the, of the men of the city come out to draw water. And I turn to verse 62 as the story goes on. And he said, And Isaac came from the way of the well, Lahoriah. 
for he dwelt in the south country. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide, and he lifted up his eyes, and he saw, saw and behold, the camels were coming. Everybody holler out and say, the camels are coming. Look at somebody right beside of you over there. They say, it don't sound like you get this, but the camels are coming. Everybody say it again. Say, the camels are coming. Now, that's going to be very important for you today. So he says there, he says, the camels were coming. And Rebecca lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off of the camel. For she had said unto the servant, what man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, it is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself, and the servant took Isaac, all things, told Isaac all things that he had done, and Isaac brought her into his mother's tent, Sarah's tent, and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Someone shout out, Amen. amen. Look at somebody again and say, Did you know the camels were coming? Mm -hmm. Verse. Chapter 119 in Psalm, the longest psalm that there is, longest book that there is, chapter there is in the book. And I want to read to you, starting in verse number 17, about five verses. It all starts with the word Gamil. The word Gamil is the alphabet, letter, and the name that you get for camel. Why in the world does someone in the United States of America need a camel it is the third def or the letter that there is in the Hebrew language the third letter gives us the word camel the word gamil in verse number 17 is not translated camel it is translated deal bountifully. Deal bountifully. Every verse will have the word camel in it or the word or the letter gamil in it. It starts the very first word will have the word gamil or camel in it. But it also means something different. So when we say the camels are coming, there's a lot of things that is going on in the spirit with this and God wants me to put it together for you today. Amen. So in verse number 17, the psalmist reads and, and prays out to God and says, Deal bountifully with my son, thy servant that I may live and keep thy word. Everybody say, Deal bountifully. Deal bountifully. Now, a lot of people would think that means to bless me big time. But John, that ain't what it means. Deal bountifully means make me become mature. Make me grow up. Make me act like I'm supposed to act. Make me live like I'm supposed to live. Make me worship the Lord the way I'm supposed to worship the Lord. Make me have to stand on my own two feet to live. Make something happen in my life. To where when I am in this earth, I will live Glory. the life you want me to live. Glory. And I will keep your word in everything that I do. Amen. So slap that right beside of you. Point to them if you really need to get their attention. Point to them, put it right in their eyes and say, you about to grow up now. 
Because God is saying that the camels are coming. He's saying this is a season that his church is fixing to grow up. And he's going to deal bountifully with them. And by dealing bountifully with them, what that means is, everybody look at me, get this point. God is about to pull his hands off of you. Because you've been walking in his grace and in his mercy. And some of the stuff that you've been doing... You've been able to have at bay because somebody been praying for you and they've been propping you up and you've been able to stand on your two feet because grandma prayed for you, mama prayed for you, the preacher's praying for you, but God said in this season, I'm going to deal bountifully with you. I'm going to quit allowing you to depend on somebody else and now it's going to be me and you, boy. It's going to be me and you. God is about to straighten up some stuff. I've done preached like Thank I go to the Lord. house. Thank you, Lord. Deal bountifully with me, Lord, so that I can live and I can keep your word. God is sick and tired of his people not living the life that this dictates for us to live. He is sick and tired of his people not keeping the word. I want to say it again and I'm going to say it strong. I don't care how many of you get mad with me. When you see the end days coming, forsake not the assembling of yourself together with other believers. You need to do it even more than you've ever done it before. In other words, one Sunday is not enough a month for you to come to church. One service a week is not enough for you to come to church. Well, I got this and I got that. You need to talk to God about that because your pastor's propped you up so far and now God says, shut up praying for them. I'm going to deal bountifully with them and now it's me and you, boy, saith Almighty God. Y'all ready? Amen. Then he goes forward and he says, open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Now I want you to find your grandson, your grandboy, your boy, your girl, whatever it is. I want you to reach over there and I want you to grab them, turn their head to you and say, you about to fall in love with the word of God. Amen. Oh, y'all got in trouble when y'all walked in here this morning. Then he says, I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. My soul breaketh for the longing that it, it hath unto the judgments at all times. Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimony. Someone say amen. amen. So, this goes along with the camels coming because the word camel is written there in that and we began to put this together. Now I want you, if you will, to turn to Isaiah chapter number 60 this morning and this verse I'm going to break down a little bit because you really need to get this. So get your pen ready, get your paper ready. God is wanting you to hear what thus saith God. Someone say amen. amen. We're going to read verse 6 and verse 6 on and I'm going to break that verse down. When you got that, say Amen. The multitude of camels shall cover thee. The dromedaries, which is the one hunt camel, the young camels, the freshness of the womb, the dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all they from Sheba shall come, and they shall bring gold and incense, and they will show forth the praises of the Lord. The multitude of camels shall cover thee, the dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, 
All they from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. If you knew what God was saying to you this morning, you'd already be shouting. Amen. Amen. Now, the word he for in the Hebrew for the word multitude that is translated that way for us in the English language is a word that means copiousness. Now, for those of us that are from the Jam and the Redneck area here in Bladenboro, North Carolina, myself included, we don't understand that word. That word means large in quantity and number. Everybody holler out and say, there's a lot of camels coming. Say it again. Say, there's a lot of camels coming. I want you to look at your child that's next to you today. Point to their eyes and say, boy, there's a lot of camels coming to you right now. Mm, boy, you don't know how much trouble you got into when you walked in this house this morning. But large in quantity and number, abundant and plentiful, and an abundant supply of the camels are coming. It literally also means a plentiful harvest is on the way. Everybody holler out and say, I'm about to get a big harvest. Oh, somebody wanted to be shouting already. I'm about to get a big harvest. Everything I've been working for, that I've been planning for, the harvest is about to come. The church is about to be harvested, and God is about to bring forth some things that we've never seen before, things that have been laying hidden. God sent a whole lot of camels is on the way, and when the camels show up, I'm bringing a plentiful harvest to you. Someone shout out, Amen. Now, what is a harvest? A harvest is the season for you to gather a crop. Push that beside him and say, you better start getting to work, boy. I'm not preaching to you. I'm talking to you. Amen. Amen. A harvest means it's a time and a season for gathering a crop. It's a time for you to accumulate a store of something. God is ready for the church to go to work and go to work right now, but the church don't want to go to work right now. They want to sit on the pew and act like that they've got everything all right and let everybody else do all the other work. Let everybody do all the praying. Let everybody else do all the saying. Let everybody do all the paying. And you just come in and you just rape in the benefits, but God said, no, that ain't the way it's going to be from this day forward. I am going to deal bountifully with you. It's going to be me and you. And now I'm going to get it to the point to where when I bunch of camels shows up in your life, you're going to be forced to go out and reap your harvest and build a store of the things that I give to you. You're going to have to stand on your own two feet, push that beside of you, and say, get ready to grow up, boy. Mm -hmm. Amen. The word for camel, I already give it to you, is the word gamel, and it literally is a verb that gives you an understanding of a noun. It's not a noun. It's not talking about the camel. It is a verb that literally describes the noun. You need to understand that here because it literally means to recompense things, to repay things, to give restitution, and to wean somebody from off of somebody else. Somebody holler out and say amen. And when the camels show up, that means that God is going to repay and God is going to bring restitution in your life. So everything that hell tried to do to you and your family and to your church and to your body and your health and your mind and your money and everything God said, I'm about to cause him to have to give restitution unto you. And when he gives restitution unto you in one place in the Bible, he's got to pay you back four times. And in another place, he's got to pay you back seven times. So get ready, get your 
store ready. Get your very basket so big because God is sending a great multitude of camels into you. And when he does so, God is going to cause you to stand on your own two feet, gather in what is your harvest, and you're going to have exactly what you need. But when God is ready to do that, he's going to wean you just like he weans a little baby. Amen. How many have problems weaning your children? Anybody? Mm -hmm. What did you do when they weren't ready to be weaned? You threw away that thing they've been sucking on. <laughs> Look at your child here this morning. Let's get fun. Look at your child this morning. Go. Some of y'all in here this morning been sucking off mom. You've been sucking off a daddy. You've been sucking off a grandma. You've been sucking off a granddaddy. And God, and you've been sucking off the church. And you've been sucking off a of God. And God said, I'm about to wean some of that stuff. He said, I didn't save you and bring you into the house of Almighty God and the kingdom of Almighty God for you to be a child forever. I want you to grow up finally. In other words, you're going to get in control of your mouth. You're going to get in control of your hands. You're going to get in control of your feet. You're going to get in control of your own money. And you're going to get in control of your own life and after a while you're going to start blessing the people that has blessed you up to this point. God said I'm about to recompense you. I'm about to recompense the one that has held you together and also I'm going to bring it over the enemy in your life. Restitute you by everything that he told stole from you but you got to get weaned first before I can do that. Smile at that person right beside him and say now you got to get your weaning done. I just see old John back there trying to get weaned. I'm picking at him some more. The word also means to invest with specialization. Not only that, it means to make use of somebody for a future benefit. It also means to complete an exchange. In other words, God is about to complete something in your life. God is carrying you from one place to the next. He is beginning to cause an exchange to happen in your life. There's going to be reciprocal, or I'm sorry, can't even speak this morning, reciprocal giving and receiving all through your life now. It's been that God has given you and give you and give you and give you. Now God is saying, now you you got to show me that you're a little more mature than what you are. You got to show me that you can not only receive from me, you can give back to me. Someone say amen. So you're fixing to enter into a transition period in your life and you're going to begin to grow from one stage to another because that's what that word means. You're going to have to transition from one oasis to another oasis and you're going to have to walk through the wilderness. Find your little boy right beside your little daughter right beside of you and say, get ready for the desert, boy. Uh, everybody look at me. You think it's been easy so far? You better have some stuff packed up when you start to go in the wilderness. You better know what God is saying and what God wants from you when you walk into the wilderness. You better make up your mind and make up your mind now that you're going to have some type of vehicle that's going to carry you from one oasis to the next oasis. 
Because God is saying now with a process and the transition that I'm about to bring you into, this is going to finally grow you up. Some of y'all, and I'm going to talk to y'all behind me and that little, that, that generation that my boy is in, you think the world owes you a living and that everybody owes you something other. God is about to break that stuff right now because that's the individualism spirit from hell that Jesus broke on the cross himself. No, nobody owes you nothing. Your mama done gave you life and your daddy brought you in the world. He can take you out and it's time for you to stand up on your own two feet. Amen. I ain't got word yet. I'm just giving the explanation of what God is saying. So he goes on and he says, you're going to reach another stage of growth and you're going to do that, but you're not going to come right to maturity yet. There's another area in your life that I got to do it, but I'm going to bring you from one stage that you've been into another stage and I'm going to cause some growth to happen in your life and it's going to be done by outside formative agent and that agent is going to infuse you continuously until you develop into the stage that he wants you to be in. And someone shout out amen. amen. So God is about to infuse you with some stuff. The word infuse means to fill you up. Push down beside and say, you're about to get filled up. It also means to soak. It also means to pour a liquid into a patient that has been sick. It literally means to pour and infuse gifts in somebody, invest gifts in somebody that will benefit both the giver of the gift and the receiver of the gift. It means to give you a brand new life. It means to literally give you brand new principles. It literally means to introduce one thing into another thing so that it affects the thing that is introduced into a new thing thoroughly 100% and they are a different person than they were when they were introduced into the new era. So God is saying I'm about to translate you from one area to another. Now some of y'all ain't heard me yet and you ain't paid attention to me. That's all right. You can go away from here but when it gets bad you'll remember what I say right now. Because God is ready to come and get his church now. Amen. Everybody I'll say, I'm going to be in transition for a little while. Transition means you are changing or you're shifting from one state to another state. You are literally moving from one period or one phase with a shift that is happening in your life. And when that shift happens, a passage is opened up so that you can literally move from one place to another place. In other words, live. God is saying, I'm about to open up a road that has been blocked in your life forever. I am about to move aside all of the obstacles that has kept you from growing. Everybody in the church needs to hear that. God said, I'm about to remove every obstacle that has kept Living Water Worship Center from growing because now the camels are on the way and the camels are coming. Am I talking to anybody this morning? Shout out, amen. Amen. But I got to wean you first before I can get you there. How many of you enjoyed weaning your child? Did anybody shout about it while you were trying to get them weaned? The word me, wean, means you accustom a young child to take and otherwise be nursed by somebody else or something else other than you and detach that child from dependence on you. Yeah. 
So God is saying, all right now, you've been detached to your grandma, you've been detached to your husband, you've been detached to your wife, you've been detached to your preacher, you've been detached to your brother, your sister, and now I've got to move them out of your life so that I can bring you to the area that I need to bring you to because if you're still detached to them, when I give you what I'm about to give you, you're going to turn around and give it back to them and you're going to lose everything because you don't understand what I'm fixing to do. Amen. So he said, there's a great multitude of camels coming your way. And when the camels come your way, you're going to be in the middle of a transition. You're going to move from one oasis through the wilderness to another oasis. And God has got to carry you through there. And the whole purpose of getting you there is so that you will grow up. Slap that beside me and say, grow up now. How many of you have been praying right lately? Lord, let them people that live in water grow up. Mm, has anybody been praying that? Anybody shake your hand? Let me see your hand. You've been praying that? Hey, come on, raise it Don't matter. This is the word of God from you right now. It's time for this church to grow up. So God said, since you won't grow up on your own, I'm going to infuse some things in you. I'm going to step in. I'm going to send some camels to you. And I'm going to make you grow up. Now what did you do when you made your children grow up? Since some of you children know it all, won't you just go ahead, buy you a car and a house and get you a job, move on out there and live all right by yourself, pay all your bills when everything's done. When mama needs some money, bring mama some money. When daddy needs some money, bring daddy some money. When they need some grocery, go buy daddy some grocery. When they need their liquor bill, pay, pay their liquor bill. When they need their water bill, pay, pay their liquor bill. When you need your car fixed, they need their car fixed, go ahead and go fix their car. When they need a brand new car, go ahead and go buy them a brand new car. When they need the insurance payment, pay, go ahead and pay all that stuff. Since you know everything, go ahead and handle it yourself. I wish I could preach this morning. But he says, these multitude of camels is going to come in and they're going to cover you. In other words, he's saying, they're about to overwhelm you and they're about to overpower you. He says, but don't just worry about the camels. There's a bunch of dromedaries coming too. Now, the dromedaries is the first fruit of a crop. They're the first fruit of the womb. In other words, it is the first fruit that God has done in your life. And he says they're going to come from Midian. And you need to hear this. The word Midian means the door of life. In other words, what God is about to do is he's going to open up a door of life in your life. Here's what's going to happen to you. Listen real good. A deliverer is going to come in your life and restore life to you. A judge is going to come in settings, settling a quarrel, settling a charge that has held you back and he's going to set the foundation of the province of the government of the kingdom of God in your life so that the devil cannot move against you anymore. The devil puts you in that poverty so you can be a strain on mama and daddy. But God said, I'm about to deliver my people because my people have got to be overcomers and they got to move forward and the camels are on the way. Push that right beside of you and say the camels are on the way. Amen. And he said they're going to come not only from Midian, they're going to come from Ephra. And the word Ephra literally means from darkness, from obscurity, from places that are covered with darkness. They're going to come from the people that have their eyelids closed in sleep. In other words, slap that right beside you and say, wake up! Wake up! How much longer to preach about to preach that? Amen. Liv, reach right over there and grab John by the ear and turn a couple of times and say, wake up, boy. 
Arise, shine, for your light has come. This is a brand new day. The glory of the Lord will rise upon thee, and the glory of the Lord will be seen upon thee. Although the darkness is covering the land, although the people have gross darkness, God said the glory of the Lord is going to shine on us. And in order to get us to that point, we got to be weaned from where we've been going. Amen. Amen. So he says these camels are just going to come out of the darkness. In other words, the devil's fixing to launch an attack against you. Are you ready? Are you weaned? Are you finding the love of the word of God to where you can have some instruction in your life? Amen. Then he says, and the portion of Sheba is going to come to you. Everybody holler out and say the portion of Sheba. Say it again, say the portion of Sheba. I love explaining the scripture because people read this stuff, they don't ever pay no attention to it. They don't know what it means. The word portion there means what is mine, what belongs to me. It's my money and I want it now. That's what portion means. And the word Sheba, Sheba means the covenant. In other words, it means what is yours in the covenant. In other words, God has said the devil, because of your immaturity, the devil, because of you sucking on somebody else, the devil, devil, because of you not wanting to grow up, has held back my covenant. He said, but I'm about to release some another that is going to allow you to grow up. And when you grow up, what is yours under the covenant of Abraham, the covenant of Jesus Christ in your life? God God said, I'm going to send it to you because it's yours. Everybody holler out and say, it's mine, and I want it right now. Right now. Then it goes further in that word, and it says, they're going to come. Everybody holler out and say, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. That word means they're going to fill up the void. They're going to increase in production. They're going to increase in your revenue. In other words, God is going to make you more productive than you've ever been in your life. You're going to have more money than you've ever had in your life. That empty space that's on the inside of you, God said, I'm going to fill it up. I'm going to do it by sending some camels in your life. Then he goes further and he says, and they shall bring. That word there, they shall bring, is a word that everybody here knows. It is a word NASA. And what does NASA do? NASA lifts off rockets. That word means to lift up and to lift up the standard of the refuge and to continue to, to grab a hold and lift up the burden and carry it. God is telling you, he's saying in this hour we're coming, I'm going to lift you up from your obscurity. I'm going to lift you up from where the devil beats you down at. I'm going to raise the very flag of the kingdom of Almighty God and the country of heaven and I'm going to let the devil know that you're my child and when I do that I'm going to keep right on grabbing hold and lifting your burden because I got to get you up higher than you've ever been before I got to raise you up higher than you've ever been before and I'm going to do it by sending some camels in your life punch that beside of you and say get ready for them camels now camels flat out stink they don't smell good they'll spit on you in a heartbeat And he says they're going to lift up, bring gold to you. Everybody holler out and say gold. gold. Now gold, that word there for gold means the harvest. So what God is saying, he's saying I'm going to lift up the harvest. I'm going to lift up the standard of the harvest. I'm going to lift up to the point to where the storehouse of the harvest is going to be ready to receive the harvest. God is saying everything that is held back living water worship center from growing is going to be lifted up because I'm bringing the harvest of gold into the house. Gold is the best, very metal that you can get. God is about to bring about a revelation. 
revival and bring us the very best that we could ever have. Somebody in this house needs to get happy and shout because the camels are on the way. Amen. And then he says, and then they'll give incense. And that word incense is the Greek word labod. It means that he's going to put authority not in this mind, authority not in this mind, and not authority here, but an authority down here where your spirit is called your labod mind, which means the mind that you create stuff with. It is the lab of your vessel. And God is saying, I'm going to speak some creativity in you. You've been sitting there and saying you need a job. And God's going to speak some creativity in you and create a job through you. And when he does so, you're going to have a desire. That word labad means that not only will it have that authority on the inside of you, that authority that's there in your spiritual labad mind, your lab of your spirit's mind, will create a desire on the inside of you. And that desire will become so venomous that you'll become thirsty because it'll be a flame that's lit by the very power of the Holy Ghost itself and it will burn on the inside of you until you desire water and you get so thirsty that you are going to show forth the glory of Almighty God. In other words, some of y'all that refuse to sit there and clap your hands when God is moving in the church, God said you're going to be the one leading the praise service. All right, all right. I'm speaking to anybody, amen. Then he goes forward and he said, you're going to show forth my praises. That word show forth there literally means uh, to announce the good news with happiness and to throw a party. Yeah, I saw y'all at that party the other day. Y'all had a good time there. <laughs> That's my song. <laughs> but you come into the house of the Lord and you flop down on it and you look like a piece of dead meat. I saw you watching that football game the other day. I saw some of y'all last night watching the NBA Finals. And when your team won, whoa, they won. Well, the Lord is stuffing the football down the devil's throat and scoring touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. When are you going to raise up your voice and shout and praise the Lord finally? Yeah. Well, that just ain't me. Get ready. It's about to be you. That's right. That's right. So he says, now, you're going to literally announce the good news with happiness. In other words, Betty, you've been praying for this church to have some joy. I know you have. I hadn't heard you, but I've heard you pray for this church to have some joy, to come in here and be happy that we're in the house of Almighty God and not act like that it is a chore to sit here and listen to somebody play a song for two or three minutes and preach a little bit, that they'll come in here and they're happy that the power of God is still in their life. And God said, you will radiate my praises. That word praise means hallel. And it's the word we get hallelujah from. Everybody holler out and say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say it again, say hallelujah. Call out again, say hallelujah. hallelujah. And your preacher has told you a million times that word means in everything, listen to me, everything, in everything, you must radiate the glory of God. In other words, it ain't a suggestion, it is a command. And everything in your life, the way you handle your bills, the way you talk to somebody, where you go, how you do things, how you conduct yourself, how you walk, how you talk, where you go, everything you do are going to radiate the glory of God and God said that is my
my purpose for you. That's why you're here on this earth. And I'm going to get you to the point to where you will radiate my glory and announce my good news. That in order to get you there, I got to send the camels to you. So everybody get ready. The camels are on the way. Everybody holler out and say the camels are on the way. Amen. So as I close this morning, I want to give you the word. Putting all this together. So you can hear. You need to get this CD. You need to get this and you need to listen to it because I'm going to read to you what God told me to give you this morning. Amen? This is a word from the Holy Ghost to you personally. Everybody say, I'm going to receive it. Are you ready? It says, a plentiful, abundant harvest and provisions are coming for you this is the season for you to gather and accumulate the store of provision that I need for you to have in your life. Somebody say amen. Amen. goes on and it says, in this season, there's going to be recompense as the enemy will have to repay you and to give you restitution because I'm going to wean you and detach the old source that you have been sucking on and I will cause you to move and transition until you reach the brand new source that is ready for you to carry you through. Someone say amen. Then he goes further. He said, I have invested much in you so I can use you in the future. In other words, God said, I have kept you this long because I got a job for you in the future. Slap that beside him and say, God's got something for you to do in the future. He says, I've kept you this long in the future and I am nearing my completion with you and now we're going to have a reciprocal exchange and when we exchange, we're going to begin to move from one glory to another glory. You're moving from one oasis to another oasis. You're going to transition with me. You're going to soak within me for I'm going to be the agent of growth and I'm going to fill you up. I'm going to soak you. I'm going to infuse you with all of my spiritual gifts because I am breathing a brand new life and a new principle and a new rule in my ecclesia and I am doing it thus saith almighty God because time is short and I need my church to grow up saith the Lord. Amen. 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 Then he says I am introducing you into a new era to a new season to a new glory I have opened up and I've made a passage from your wilderness to your promised land. Oh, can y'all get me this morning? He said, I'm bringing you out of your wilderness and I'm carrying you into your promised land. He said, my spirit will both overwhelm and it will overpower. My spirit will come on you and it will overwhelm the very first fruits of my womb and they will overpower the enemy. And when it does so, the door of life will open up to you because you are the fruit of my womb. And when it comes into you and opens up to you, I'm going to deliver you and I'm going to restore my life in you and I will be your judge and I'll settle all the charges and all the quarrels about you. I will set the foundation of my kingdom government which will erase all the darkness, destroy all the covering of the obscurity in your life and open up the eyelids of every one of my children that are asleep and I will bring about them out of the womb and I will birth a brand new thing in their life. Can someone shout out and say amen? amen. That's about half of it. Now y'all ready for the other half? If you are, say amen. amen. 
What belongs to you, thus saith Almighty God, in my covenant will begin to fill you and fill the void in your life. That empty space in your life will begin to increase. And where there was no production at before, it will begin to increase in production. And you're going to increase in your revenue. And where there was no money before, you're going to see money that you've never seen before. My ministering spirits are going to come unto you and they're going to lift unto you the standard flag at the very place of refuge. When you see that that flag at the place of refuge run to that place and grab hold of that place because there my carrying angels, my ministering angels will come unto you and lift up your burden and carry you for it's time for you to experience not just my harvest, it's time for you to experience the gold of my harvest, thus saith Almighty God, Amen. Then he goes further and he says, the radiance of my glory will radiate upon you because I'm going to instill the Holy Ghost authority inside your spirit's mind and I'm going to cause you to thirst and be so thirsty and desire me and desire me so much that my living water will come in your life and the fire of my Holy Ghost will inflame you from within and you will announce my good news with happiness and you'll throw me a party finally. That's what I've been wanting and in everything you're going to radiate my glory and all the earth get ready thus saith almighty God because I have released the camels and the camels is coming thus saith almighty God everybody in this church holler out and say the camels are coming the camels are coming why can you give God a good hand clap for your word this morning amen let's sit down real quick I want to finish and cap this off camels in the old testament in the bible was a sign of wealth Camels was a status of power. They literally signified that there were new trading routes being made. They would take a camel and they would load all kind of things on the camel and they would send them out into parts of the desert that nobody had ever been through before. They were called the ships of the desert. They were loaded down with all types of gifts. They were the vehicles of transition from oasis to another oasis, but they went through the desert. They were the key to human survival in the wilderness and in the desert. They transported goods from one country to another. They also had hair on them that you could cut and you could make a jacket out of and the sandstorms out in the wilderness would not cut your skin. It would protect you. They carried communication or news from one country to another country. And God is saying, I am sending a communication level back from heaven down to earth and now I'm going to be able to talk to you like I've never talked to you before. Amen. In Esther, camels were used in the king's service to go out and deliver a message. They are also weapons in war. In the middle of your wilderness, you're going to have the devil show up with you. But God said, even the camels that I send you are going to be the ones that are going to be able to deliver you because they are my weapons in war. They literally, from one oasis to the other oasis, they brought wealth from one kingdom to the colony of that kingdom. And they were vehicles of international relationship. They literally brought the very one nation to another nation and they were the largest animal that there was in Palestine and when somebody talked about a camel they were talking about a big thing was about to happen so somebody smile at somebody and say a big thing is about to happen here this morning amen so when you speak about them you were saying something big is on the way everybody holler out and say something big is on the way 
And Jesus told me, he said, give you that word this morning. Tell you the camels are coming. A big thing's on the way. But look at me. Some of y'all are going to strain at gnats and swallow a camel. Because you don't believe what I just said. <laughs> Is that on your heart? I got to just say one thing. No, I want you to say one thing. To verify what he's talking about the day, church. His word is the word. Look at my bracelet. I got up this morning the Lord told me to put it on. I ain't had this bracelet on in years. What's on that bracelet? She got a bunch of butterflies. <laughs> what is that right there? And there's a camel right, right there. There's a more camel. There's another camel right there. So there's two. And there's three. Give God a good hand. God confirmed it all right there. Here I say the camels are coming. Say it again. Say the camels are coming. Now, if you believe that and you will begin to walk in that, then you're going to see a change in your life from here on out. Those people that's been asking you for money, they're going to hush. You'll finally be able to keep some of your own money. Now, some of y'all ain't smiled at me yet because you don't understand this. Let me tell you why you, why you don't understand it because you don't know God. But God is about to get you to the point to where you're going to get to know God. Amen? Amen? So I want you to understand this. God says the camels are on the way. The camels are coming. I'm about to wean you. I'm carrying you from one oasis to the next oasis. You're going to have to go through the wilderness. But when it's all said and done, you're going to be completely different than you've ever been before in your life. Smile at that person right beside me and say, I ain't going to know you in a year. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. Say amen. amen. Praise Lord. Give God a good hand clap of praise. Father, in the name of Jesus, I have preached this message the way you asked me to. I brought it to you, church. I read the very word that you gave to me through the scriptures this week. Father, I know it will not fall on deaf ears. I know, Lord God, that you're going to move in a mighty way in each person's life that has hurt me. And God, this hour, this moment, this minute, you're going to deliver everyone out of their wilderness. God, at this moment, you are going to infuse them the gifts of the Holy Ghost. At this moment, Lord God, there is going to begin to be a thirsting that has never been in their life before. You're going to turn the flame up of the Holy Ghost on the inside of them to where they'll have to know more about you. I'll give you the praise in advance for it. I don't need to see you do it tonight know that it's done. I give you the glory for it in the name of Jesus. I praise you, Lord God, that we're going to grow up under your mighty and powerful hand in the name of Jesus Christ. And our church shouts out and says, Amen. amen. And Amen. Praise the Lord. Give God